with Dax, who's a Canadian um, rap artist. Um, I probably say that in the most uncoolest way, uh, but we're here to talk about um, his latest song, which is is absolutely amazing and is linked in the show notes for this program, but is a letter to alcohol. And so I wanted to start by asking Dax, uh, what what's the story? Why? Why write this, this song? Why put such... Oh. Well, it's a really personal experience on on to music. Yeah. So Dear Alcohol for me actually started as a poem. So when I um, first started this musical journey, I was so I played basketball my whole life, trying to get out of Canada to play Division One, make the NBA. Uh, long story short, I, I went to three different schools in four and a half years. I went to a junior college and I went to a Division One. And then that didn't work out. Transferred to a D2. My junior year, I'd be, I was an overnight janitor. Um, in Wichita, Kansas there. I was also in, before that, Montana, then Wyoming. So which are like small, all small places. Um, so as a junior, once I was finally at the Division II school, I became an overnight janitor and started writing poetry. So I had like these initial poems that I initially wrote. And like how my whole poetry journey started, I would like walk to like the liquor store and get like this like $2 and a half like bottle because it was so cheap out there in Wichita, Kansas. And I would just like sit in my room and then like drink and write poems before we would go party. That's but, um, really that's really interesting. How old were you then? So then I was 22, but I started drinking when I was 17. Oh, you're a late starter by British standards. You know, we're all at it right. at 14, right? So, right. So with me, it was that I was I was very antisocial, like growing up and just like obviously shy and stuff like that, too. And I was so focused on getting out of Canada and just like achieving this basketball dream, which I started at like 11 was when I decided I, I, like I wanted to be a basketball player. When I found the law of attraction that I was like, I didn't go to any parties. I didn't like socialize. I was just literally, I was waking up at like 5 a.m. working on my game. You, you were being an athlete. You were being right. an athlete. Yeah. So focus. So my first time I drank was when I was 17. It was when I was going to my first house party. And I sat in my basement alone because I wanted to make sure that like, because I'm like very in my head. I've always been like super in my head. So I was like, oh, I want to drink alone the first time because I don't want any outside influences to be a part of the process because I don't know how I'm going to react to it. So I want to experience it alone. So I was in my basement for the first time and I had a Heineken and I was like sitting down on this chair where I would like do these dribbling drills. And I just like looked at it and I was like, okay, this is the first time before I go to my first party, you know? So I drank it. I just remember getting a head rush. And I remember like also people would always say, oh, well, if you drink sitting down, like when you stand up, it'll hit you a little bit more. So like I started sitting down. So I drank like, two or three of them. And I just remember like being like, oh, wow, I noticed myself blinking. That was like the first thing when I like get tipsy, I started to notice like I'm blinking. So I end up going to this party by myself and I'm just like the most social I've ever been. I'm not shy at all. I'm like, you know, talking to girls, doing all this stuff, like acting like totally like I hadn't been before and everyone was so shocked. But also when I got there, no one knew I hadn't been drinking. Like they didn't know I had drank already by myself. So you, you talk about that as being like a, like a, almost a solitary experiment. And then you decided to, you know, see how that felt out in the world. So what did it, so how did your drinking go from there? And when did you, how old were you when you wrote this poem that became that song? So I was 22 when I wrote Dear Alcohol, a Love Story. That was, it was like a seven paragraph poem. 
Cool. And what made you want to write that? So you've gone from 17 to 22. I feel like you you experienced the whole gamut of what alcohol had to offer between that time in order to write what is really insightful and and a really um, deep poem. Right. So from 17 to 22 was like college or like like prep school, then three different colleges. And I, and I went to like I transferred pretty much every year except for my last two. So I was always the new guy. Like, th- like three, four years in a row. So to me, the experience was that at that point, I was working so hard on my game. So alcohol was never really a problem because it was just like, oh, we're drinking on the weekends when we go party and we're in college. So everyone yeah. would just always, we're getting lit every weekend, you know? So from then to then, it's just, you're getting lit every weekend, but you're not, I'm not drinking during the week because I play basketball and go to school during the week. And then it was that weekend thing. So, so what, how do you, how old are you now? Now I just turned 28 uh on the 22nd Woo! so so how would you how would you characterize your drinking habits now so the transition was this so once i go from writing the poem at 22 to then i have at that point i'm a junior so i have my junior year to finish i started halfway through i have my senior year and i do one extra semester of school get my get my degree and then i end up graduating and i go to la to be a full-time music artist So this is where like drinking starts becoming like more because now I no longer have this background of like school or anything. I'm just doing this full time and I'm going to all these music events every single night in LA. I would be going to like maybe three or four because I was just trying to get out there. And it was like alcohol was accompanied with everything because it also brought me out of my shell and made me more confident. So now I find myself drinking consistently like every day. So then that goes on for a year and then I go on my first tour. And my first tour, my first year of touring, I went on tour with Tech Nine. It was 55 shows. And I drank before every show. And then that year I went on my own solo tour in America. So I did 30 more. And then I went on my own Canadian tour that year and I did 20 something more. So my first year of touring, doing shows, I did like a hundred and something plus shows, which was the most that year by any artist. So I was on the road for over like half the year. And then alcohols before every show. And then right after I get off those tours that year, the pandemic hits. And then now it was like stuck in the home and like drinking pretty much like every day to do all like the work and stuff I was doing. So that's pretty much how it started to like compound. And then yeah, it so out. it's like you, you, you started a career in, in what is a, an industry that gives you really easy access to alcohol and where you're always you're meant to be switched on all the time. You, you, you are on, you are on show, you're on performance. Do you, um, how do you characterize that time then? Did it end up being, cause you talk about drinking before every show. Did you then right. drink after the show to get to sleep? Is it, was there a lonely element to it? Because some of what you, you talk about in the song is about that idea of, of getting away from yourself and, and, right. and that sort of stuff. And, I guess being on tour, you're either always on or you're in a hotel room on your own, right? You're in this really weird situation that isn't real life. So for the first, so for the first tour that was 55 shows, I was pretty much drinking after the show as well, because it was pretty much like a party on the bus after. So it's like, okay, you know, I drink to go on. And after there's like sort of like a party on the bus. So I ended up drinking after the show as well. Once it got to my own two tours, I realized that like, okay, I couldn't really sustain that for a long period of time. So the drinking would be done before the show only. And then sometimes if like, you know, something was, you know, fun going down, I would drink after as well. So, I mean, it's really interesting because, you know, we, we, 
the, the perception of rappers is that you're everyone's drinking hard, partying hard, into drugs, all of that sort of stuff. But in all of what you've talked about, your the drinking that you were doing and where some of that might be compounded by lockdown, there's some really clear conscious choices that you're making as well. You, particularly on that solo tour, you're like, wow, I can't keep up that pace. There's there's that bit of athlete in you coming through, right? Yeah, it was. it's constantly... Because the one thing that I realized about myself is this is like, I'm a very happy drunk. Like that was, that was one of the main reasons I wanted to like drink by myself the first time. Cause I wanted to see how I was going to feel. And I just found myself being more social and more confident. So then it became a thing where it was like, okay, I'm almost like, I wish I could be this super confident all the time. So I just felt like I was chasing him and trying to like bridge the gap between this super confident person when he's like drunk and tipsy and then like my normal sort of just like shy yourself yeah I can I can really see that and that really resonates with a lot of people which is that that false bravado it gives you often doesn't allow you to build that skill naturally yourself to work out when you want to be confident and with people but also accept that you can spend time alone I think when I was drinking I I was often drinking because I thought I was lonely um, but actually what I needed to do was to learn to be alone and restore my energy when I was alone. Cause I'm, you know, I'm pretty extroverted. I like to spend time with people, but even I need to recharge. So there's, I, I always feel there's that competition, particularly with people in the public eye, like yourself, that you, you, you know, there's only so much people you can do, but then when they're not there, you, you, you need to learn those skills of being by yourself and learning what that self time is about. Chasing the man that I am when I start to drink He's cocky, confident, and he don't give a damn what you think This world is beating me down and it's pushed me right to the brink I take a shot every time because man, it helps me do you um do you think that the music industry is really pressured around drinking? Did you feel like it was like you were in there that that in order to be part of it, to be seen to be part of it, you had to drink? Um, me being like an independent artist, I don't really find myself too much within the music industry, but that first eight months when I went to LA that four years ago, I was really at a lot of different events and like in, in a lot of studios and me as someone like who doesn't do any drugs, I've never even tried drugs. Cause I just, I, I don't think I'd be able to handle it. Um, I was basically having to just like drink to like, you know, not having to drink, but I felt like I needed to at least be doing something. You know yeah. what I mean? So I was like, well, let me at least just drink, you know, this. And for me, it was never beer because I, I knew for me, beer, I got away from it because like as an athlete, I didn't want to bloat. So I was like, okay, well, if I just drink liquor, at least I can drink like one eighth of the content and still get the same feeling without having to drink like eight beers or some shit like that. Cause I'm sort of a big guy, you know, it's really interesting. Cause you're, I, you know, when I listen to all of your songs, you're, you're really, you're amazingly self-aware and you're amazingly um, good at hitting the nail on the head about, you know, give, giving advice and sharing with people the need to build your self-esteem, to um, to look after yourself, to be the person that you can be and not let life knock you back. And, um, and it's a really strong self-awareness for somebody of your age as well. Do you think that self-awareness has helped you come to a place where you're happy with how much you drink? And, and I, do you still drink? No, right now I'm about to, I actually, I think I, it's the 24th. I think I hit 30 days yesterday. 
Cool. Thirty days is a great point. Um, I can tell you that three months is an amazing point. By the way, it's like all your energy comes back. But, um, but you know, taking this break is that is that part of that self awareness, that consciousness, that taking your own advice, really? Yeah, it is. I mean, even like when I went, uh, I was um, in Canada for like Christmas, and my even my mom was saying something. My mom's been saying, talking to me about alcohol. You know, she every time she calls me. And so I hope you're not drinking the, she's, she's not, I'm Nigerian as well. So she says, I hope you're not drinking. I forget what she called. What does she call it? Uh, I forget what she, I forget what she calls alcohol, but she calls it something funny. But she's like, I hope you're not drinking that, you know, stuff. So I was just like, like I needed to prove to myself that, you know, I can do it and not go for 30 days. You know, like, I don't think I'm going to stop drinking forever, you know, but like, it's just been, it had been so long since I hadn't not drank on a day. Yeah, absolutely. And I just looked up and I was just like, even now, you know, it's weird. Like it's been 30 days, but sometimes I'll just be like doing something. I'll be like, am I drunk right now? Like I almost like feel like, cause I just, I, it's been a while since I feel like I've had like fun without it. Maybe you're, you're a little bit, um, uh, when I first gave up, I was actually really high on not drinking. I was really excited by the energy that I had and the clarity of my brain and that um, the micro interactions I had were really meaningful. And so that became like a, something that I really enjoyed and it, me- it really energized me and gave it, you're absolutely right. gave gave me a feeling of being high. And so yeah. there's something um about really connecting to yourself when you're not drinking. And even if you take a break, like you have what that does. Yeah. It was like, even, even yesterday, I got a, I actually got a deer alcohol tattooed yesterday and I was talking to his name's Costello. And I was like, yo, this is the first time I'm getting a tattoo from you and I'm not drinking while I get it, you know? So it's just like, it's just little like wins like that, that are sort of just like cool for me at this point. You know, it's like, I describe it like a hundred little epiphanies. It's really quite something. Do, so do you know, what, what do you think you've discovered in the 30 days so far? Because it's still, you know, a, a relatively short sprint, but a meaningful right. sprint. You've done like a month, which, you know, if you've not been, if you've drunk every day for what, a while, that's quite a big, big thing. Right. Um, what I've discovered is that, uh, like nowadays, like, Let's say if I'm like shy or something like that, it really just depends on my comfort within the situation. Like when I'm comfortable in a situation, I'm, I'm now that guy that I want to be. It's like the newer situations or like people I don't know is like, I think was where I was clamoring to get to drink a little bit of alcohol, you know, to like drink because like it was a new foreign situation or meeting someone new or going to do a new interview or like something new. And I just felt like I needed to, like drink to like level the playing field. So I've yeah. discovered that like, okay, so it's new, it's new situation. So how can I get myself to be more comfortable in these like new situations? Cause like, like I said, to me, I never like meant to even like make, like I it wasn't my goal to make music and be in the public eye. You know what I mean? So it's like, this isn't naturally where I find myself comfortable. So now it's like, I'm even starting to think like, okay, how can I, like, is there going to be a time where I perform and not like have any shots before? Like, I'm trying to think like, is that possible? Can I do that? Cause I've only ever performed one time without having some shots, you know? So do you think you can? 
I can. I've done it, but I've done it one time and it was dope. Cause it was like, he was like this, like to me, performance like basketball. And obviously I never drank when I played a game. Yeah. But it was just like, I'm the type of person, I'm a very routine person. Like I do the same thing every day of my life. Like, so once I get into a habit, it's very hard to break it. So I know I can not drink and perform, but I just got to get there. When are you, when are you next performing? When are you going to, when are you going to do this experiment? Right. Um, like I said, I'm in a little, I'm in a little bit deep now, but, uh, I think I have a, like a tour in Switzerland. I'm having my own tour this year sometime. Um, you need to stick alcohol-free drinks on your rider and get some really interesting stuff. There's some great stuff in Europe. So, you know, yeah, yeah, we've got, it's, I mean, we've just opened an alcohol-free off license and we've got uh, over a hundred brands in there of beers, wines, spirits that are all alcohol-free. So you can, you can stick it on your rider. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to like battle. Like, like I don't like the one thing about me is that, like I said, I, I'm not a angry drunk. So it's like, I've, it's, that's the, that was always like the thing. I was like, okay, well, like, shit, I've never like done anything. Like I've done some, I mean, when I was, before I started making music, I used to do some crazy shit when I was drunk. But now that I've like, have this like thing, I got to like, you know, I got people to take care of. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't do anything crazy like that. No, so. you seem you seem really focused, actually, and in a way that I wish I was. Um, I mean, I did a lot of politics when I was your age. I'd got elected quite young, so um, I. But politics is just full of booze. So, um, wow, for I, real? yeah, and oh god, yeah, but it's all cheap shit. It's terrible. <laughs> but there, <laughs> I think I think Britain is basically just full of booze. That's basically the way it goes. Yeah. Um, I'd be really interested in. And, you know, because until you do a few more performances solo um, and sober, you you won't know what that feels like to do those. And that'll be do you think are you going to are you going to do that? Are you going to keep going and see how that goes for you in Switzerland? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to try some. Like. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to try some, especially on like the tours where it's like I have multiple shows like, you know, like like that one year where it was I had 100 shows. Yeah. like that was you know that's madness. yeah and that was there's um there's a lot of myth around the fact that um alcohol helps creativity do you think that's true or do you think your creativity is beginning to i mean it's been 30 days so do you think your creativity is beginning to flourish or um or is it just different or do you write differently when you're sober yeah, a lot of my a lot of my songs are like I don't, I'm not drunk when I record my songs. Like I might have like we might have like a beer, you know. But I'm never like drunk when I record a song. What about your writing though? Because that's the deeply personal bit that you do, right? Uh, that was only I was really only drinking when I was writing poetry. Now that I like make songs, I wouldn't. I like you know I don't really. I write most of my songs when I'm driving. So like. Cool. You definitely can't drink them, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm, not, I'm not like I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not drunk when I'm like necessarily creating songs. Be like I might have like a beer or something. But like if you if you record drunk and then like you listen to it the next day, you're like what the what was I doing? You know what I mean? I've had those experiences when I was first in LA, like going to a studio and then like drinking, and recording some shit, and you wake up and listen to it, and you're like, wow, it's garbage. So. <laughs> I think it definitely is a myth that you're more creative. You just. You just feel it, but actually your productivity is so low if you drink too much that right, you can't exactly. possibly be creative. To me, alcohol was just like more of like a social thing and then like a sadness thing, you know, if I was like going through some shit. 
I think it's because we're taught really that alcohol is a go-to if we're feeling sad and, yeah. and no one teaches us the other tools that we need to deal with that sadness. Yeah. Um, do you, have you put anything in, are there things that you've done to help with that in this month so far or, or things that you've learned in order to just deal with being, being human really? I think honestly, what's really helped me just this month is like the, this song, you know, I feel like this song has been a catapult for me to like have to take the stand and, you know, do it for myself. Cause like the song came to me randomly. So when it, when it, when it was made, I didn't even know it was going to be called dear alcohol. Yeah. But once it was done, that was like a month and a half ago. I was like, wow, I think this might finally be the song that, you know, goes with that poem I made. Yeah. So like, yeah. This is called Dear Alcohol. And that's when I was like, ah, I think this is like sent by God for me to like maybe chill and, you know, like actually take my mom's advice and just stop for a while, see if I can. How long do you think that while is going to be? Have you got yeah, any what? idea? How long is that while that you're going to take out of drinking going to be, do you think? Um... One thing that I've, I always did was like, I would like drink when I would shoot a music video, just like a little, like, let's say like when I did Dear God, I was like hanging from the seat, like in the air and my back was like all hurting. So I would like, like take a couple of shots and stuff like that. So if anything, maybe until the next music video, but I don't even know when that is. I, I really don't know. I might go 30. Like once I get to 40, I might just keep going. I, I really don't know. Uh, well, there's, there's, you know, those epiphanies that you talked about, I tell you, they keep on coming. I got wasted because I didn't want to deal with myself tonight. My thoughts get drowned until I feel all right. I keep drinking till I'm someone I don't recognize. I got wasted. I got wasted because I didn't want to deal with myself tonight. My thoughts get drowned until I feel all right. I keep drinking till I'm someone I don't recognize. I got wasted. A lot of your songs are talk about inequality and injustice. And, you know, it's an, it's an area that really uh, resonates with me. And I, I do find that um, uh, alcohol can be a really much a state tool to keep people down in a lot of ways. And we, we, there, there's a lot to be said about the, the, for example, the the constant marketing and barrage of information women get in particular about drinking, you know, can only be a good mum if you've got gin o'clock and stuff like that. Do you think, because obviously there's a lot of um, stuff around Black Lives Matters and social injustice and poverty. Do you think alcohol has got a big part to play in that? And do you think some some of where you feel with dear alcohol comes from, from those issues as well? I think it's definitely a, definitely a role. I think I read something that like 50% of all violent crimes are committed while drunk. Yep. You know, something like that, like, and like 50% of all murders and people who are murdered are drunk or something like that. And, you know, I mean, you go in, you know, impoverished neighborhoods, there's liquor everywhere, you know, on every corner, on every, you know, the gas station, especially when you're out in America, it's everywhere. Some of the biggest drinkers in the UK are actually white middle-class men who are about 55, but their drinking seen as okay. And everyone mm. else is drinking is seen as bad. And, you know, we've got real double standards around this based on the fact that people don't want their liquor taken away. Um, yeah. But there is a lot of support and help for people who want to change. And it, I feel like it's always a way to squash people down. So it's 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 a funny old thing yeah. <laughs> it's drinking yeah. yeah 
Do you think the music industry could do a bit more? Um, because it is considered to be really boozy and lots of people in music talk about how booze is a big part of the industry. Do you think it could do a bit more to, you know, keep artists safe, really? Yeah, I think I think it it could. I think um, allowing a space for maybe like more content like I create, I don't know, to become, I don't say more popular, but just, I guess, more advertised. It's, it's tough. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of that stuff is really only relevant to, you know, people from the age of like, you know, 17 to 22. And during that span of life is really when you're like attached to other things, you know, you're still, you know, depending on your, depending on your parents, you know, you're still, you might be in college. It's really only like, once you're after, once you, once you like get out of college and every like thing that really can just like, you can fall onto is really when I think alcohol can become an issue. You know, I think it's like, it's, it's dope for college because everyone's drinking. And I think a lot of like the music industry is geared or at least hip hop is geared to, you know, those age groups now, it seems like, cause the internet dominates it. But um, yeah, I think it could definitely do more, but it's also like something, alcohol is a thing. A lot of people suffer in silence. You know what I mean? Since I put out this song, it's crazy. Like just random people who I never thought just hit me up. Like, yo, that's crazy, man. I was just going through that. Blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. So like, are, are people opening up to you and talking about, uh, about it with you and want to, to talk about, you know, your lyrics and your video. Cause they're really powerful. Right. It's sort of like taboo. You know, and I think that also has to do with just the easy accessibility of alcohol. You know, it's like it's everywhere. It's advertised so crazy. So, you know, are you worried that you're going to become this role model for sobriety, which isn't what you want to do, but you wanted to to open the conversation? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not worried. I mean, I'm not. I, I'm never going to say I'm going to stop drinking, so people can't put that on me. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. definitely at one point going to drink again. I just have to, you know, I it's a tough thing. Like, you know what I mean? But like, am I worried? No, you know, you know, people are going to put stuff on me regardless, you know, if they, if they want me to be their warrior, I'll be the warrior, you know, but. Well, no, I think it's really, it's really interesting because it's, it's a question that comes up a lot and we've got lots of people in club soda that are moderating and um, people like, people like things to be binary rather than fluid. And, and that's not how life works. And these are your choices and your decisions. Um, but what this, this space of not drinking is giving you is some time to reflect and, and learn some skills that you can take into the longer term. And those are right. all your choices, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's how I, like, I, I try not to like stress stuff like that too much. I know, you know, some people are going to, that's why I try to like make it clear. Even when I like, you know, talk, it's like, you know, shit. No, but for me, it's a really, um, it's a really strong um, discussion point because um, these are individual choices and there's no right or wrong answer to all of this. There's just what works for you. And sometimes when we put lots of pressure on ourselves to be perfect and perfection and um, when actually we just need to work out what works for us. And I, and, and it's nice to have somebody who talks about that in a really reassuring way. And I don't know what's coming next way, but that's okay. Right. You know, it's, it's crazy. Cause I feel like this song, you know, anyone who like knows me and like sees the video is going to, it's going to, they're going to feel it different than someone who may just hear it for the first time. Cause it's sort of like a, uh, it's almost like it has a, it's a happy feeling too. When you hear the song, 
You know, it's not like a sad song until you understand the lyrics. Yeah. I I mean, I really liked it. It spoke to many nights that I spent on my own drinking um, in my late thirties. And I heard, but that's, that's the same with all art, isn't it? You, you hear what works for you within art and so, or see what, what, what resonates with you. And so there'll be lots of people who have a very different take on it. Right. But that must be the same with all your songs, right? All right. Yeah. People take, people take things totally differently. You know what I mean? It's like, what are you going to do? You know, but when you make sort of like, you know, deep songs and that's how it's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, (laughs) you delve into really deep and tough issues, but they're also really uplifting and positive for your music. And so I think that's a really, um, a really valuable thing and a really lovely thing and a, a wonderful gift to the world as well. So the video is beautiful, by the way, oh, and you. really evocative and really powerful. All of that liquid just pouring everywhere. Was it really fun to make? It, uh, it was somewhat fun. Um, <laughs> it was cold in the water, even though we warmed it. I was At first, the water was cold, and I was like, there's absolutely no way I could do this if you need to warm the water. But we like by the time we were filming the water part, like inside that pool, it was actually a pool they built. Um, it was like nighttime, so it was still freezing. I was in it for like, you know, 40 minutes. So it was, it was fun to make. It was, it was cool, but definitely uncomfortable. Uh, in, in terms of the, the creative input for that, is that, was it your idea or was it just that, was it a team effort? Cause it's this a, one really... was definitely a team effort. Uh, Logan Mice, Acer, um, Logan, uh, I told him like, okay, I definitely want something like the pool. I needed something like that. That was like my initial, like, okay, I need something that's like really, that says a lot without saying a lot, you know, like, and then he made up an amazing idea around that. But yeah, it was a team effort. Yeah, it's fantastic. And we'll, we'll put the link in so people can, can watch it because uh, it really, it really does work really well. That's really Thank cool. You. So what's what's so what's your favorite alcohol-free drink? What are you going to ask for on your rider when you next go on a gig? Um, favorite alcohol-free drink. Um, like a month ago, I went to uh, I was at a store and I was asking them about them because I saw one on a thing. Let me see where I haven't drank any of them, but is this one? Yes, yeah, non duels non-alcoholic brew. I haven't drank any yet, but this is like, it's like an old duels, non-alcoholic brew. Cool. That's so um, alcohol-free beer in, in Canada, I think has to be called a malt beverage, but you've mm. got big drop in Canada. You've also got Solbury, which is an, um, an alcohol-free gin made by a friend of mine. And, um, and he does a tequila as well. And oh, then wow. there's, um, there's some really beautiful um, alcohol-free sort of shrub type drinks called proxies, which are also just stunning. It's really beginning to flourish in Canada. So you've got some great oh, wow. beers. And when you come on tour to Europe, there's a ton of great alcohol-free beer. My, that's my so alcohol free beer. Does it still give you a buzz? No, unless it's it, it's got no alcohol in it, but it's healthier than having a soda for a start. Next to water, uh-huh. the healthiest thing you can have in the pub is an alcohol free beer. And Heineken's mm. got a good alcohol free beer, and um, but it, it doesn't give you a buzz. That's that's all the alcohol, unless you uh-huh. have a beer with some CBD or something in. So, okay. but, but 
but yeah, definitely stick on your rider. I'd like the local craft alcohol-free beer or an alcohol-free Prosecco or an alcohol-free um, whatever, you know, whatever you're, you want to do and do some exploring. I will. Where are you going on your tour? Are you going, so you're going to Switzerland? I'm going to Switzerland for some, um, for a festival. I think I'm going to Australia. My actual tour hasn't even been set up yet, I don't think. So there's there's um there's um alcohol free shops um popping up all over the world. There's a, a whole chain in Australia. So wow. you know you should put the word out and then even if you are drinking, you'll be able to to have a mix of things so you can pick and choose when you want to drink and when you don't. That's right. really handy. I find that uh for a lot of people moderating um when they're out, having two alcohol free drinks first means they can decide if they want to drink or not. <laughs> and yeah, so you, thing, I don't even go out anymore. That's the crazy thing, too. You need to get out of COVID mode, <laughs> right? No, exactly. That's like I, once I once I get into a routine of something, I just like stick to it like religiously. So it's like I've been like it's crazy. Have you been in your sweatpants at home for like two years? Feels like it, but I, mean, <laughs> I still go. I still go about. I do my little. I do my little things. You know, I I I, I, I circulate. You know, here and there. You know? <laughs> 